Hey everybody and welcome to What's Up With That Bro? It's the podcast where we're watching the show Lost backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad and he has never seen Lost before. Uh, I mean, I've seen like a few of them, like all the ones that we already watched for the show. Oh, so you've seen every episode of Lost that you watched with me right before we recorded the podcast, except for that one or two times we didn't. Except for the one or two times where you were like, oh, watch it ahead of time. I'm like, okay. Yeah, how was that experience, having to watch it by yourself instead of with your friends? It was much less interesting. Also, no one woke me up when I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, and I'm also another one of the bros. Welcome to the show. I'm AJ. Today, we have a special guest, Johnny Sparkles. Boom! Our resident polar bear, Boo Boo Picker Upper. Hello there. What's up, bro? Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. All the way from Las Vegas. From Lost Vegas? I'll show myself uh. out. I'll show myself right out. Lost <laughs> yeah. so, Vegas. Wait, and so Denver. Sparkles. Oh, I get it. Because we're doing a Lost <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nice work. Nice work. Oh, I, wasn't, I didn't get it at first. That was a nice piece of business right there. Wait, so Sparkles, what's your experience with Lost? How did, have you, were you into so, the show? Not into the show? Hate it, love so it? This is going to blow your mind because it's it kind of uh, intertwines with your podcast because my only history, my first history with the show Lost was David K. Jones, the host of this podcast, used to post random Facebook uh, updates and it was just, I didn't know what it was for like a year and then I finally asked him about it and he's like their Lost episode <laughs> and that was like the oh, only yeah. thing he would post on Facebook for like a year. And Wait, what? What were what were the updates? Yeah. It was just he the title. Post like the name of the show, and I was like, I, was, I thought something was wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> so he would post something was, like "Some Like It Hop," and then yeah, just that. I, I thought he was vague booking a nervous breakdown like, for a year. <laughs> but uh, but uh, then now I now my only other history is listening to your podcast. So I've never seen an episode <laughs> of uh, Lost until the one I just watched right before it. So this is this is your first episode of Lost ever. My very first, yeah. Oh. But I mean, you've listened to the podcast, so basically you've seen those episodes <laughs> that right. we talked about. I think it's fair to say though that I just lost my virginity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a chance to pop your lost cherry on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's not the same to just hear other people talking about it. Like you're not just like, oh, I've read Penthouse Forum. I'm super good at sex. <laughs> is that not how it's that weird, works? Though. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that works okay. I think it's weird though because I'm actually debating now whether to watch more or to just continue doing what I've already been doing. <laughs> I feel like it's almost the same. Like, I, uh, well, you should definitely keep listening to this podcast and Penthouse Forum. Yeah, if anything, you should be reading Penthouse Forum while you watch the listen to the podcast and then watch the episode after. In or maybe o- all three. Yeah, or in that order, or in any order, as long as you get those three things done, it's perfect. Let's get into this episode. Okay. What, what are we even, how are we even going to start this off? I guess well, you can, go ahead. This is a uh, season five, episode 13, Some Like It Hoth. And according to Wikipedia, in 1977, Miles Strom and Hugo Hurley Reyes deliver a package to a top Dharma official. Meanwhile, a security breach is being suspected after young Ben has disappeared. And in flashbacks, Miles is recruited by Na- Naomi Dorrit to go to the island. This is a Miles episode, which is very rare. Right, yeah. It's fun, though. I mean, I think we get maybe a couple of these throughout the entire series. So, yeah, this is, I I don't know, I can't get enough of, uh, of uh, what's the actor's name? Ken? Ken Long. Ken Long, yeah. Who is, uh, I guess, on the island, because he's in that Marvel show. Inhumans. Inhumans. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. I like his stuff. I liked him on the show. I like this character, Miles Strom, which is always fun. We kind of open up on um, on well in the flashback setting with Miles as a as a young person. I guess this is him first realizing this ability that he has to to speak more to I guess to hear the last thoughts of the dead. Yeah, which is um, kind of interesting. We get our we get our little Easter egg with that rabbit that kind of pops up in the beginning with the uh, the key underneath that rabbit. Oh thing. yeah, I missed that Easter egg. We had some good Easter eggs in this. Yeah, so there's that that happens. It's kind of interesting. I guess. This whole episode has a revolve, well, not revolving, but like a reoccurring theme of, of regret. A lot of these characters have regret. It's kind of a mild centric one. So you kind of see that he kind of has some regret, maybe. Like, uh, I don't know, his actions are, 
a little strange in this in this episode, no? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's got to work through his, his issues with his father, and we see him having to talk to father's other father's dead kids, so it's all yeah. about father-son relationships and yeah, being his, dead, and his dad's dead. I feel like a very close second title for this episode could have been like Cats in the Cradle or something, yeah. <laughs> something like that. You, you see the, the title, Some Like It Hoth, and you think, oh, this is going to be like a good Star Wars episode. <laughs> and there is a lot of reference in it, too, yeah. right? so, but, which is also a lot of fun. The uh, the main uh, thrust of the Star Wars reference is the fact that Hurley is writing Empire Strikes Back in order to send that to George Lucas so he can film it. But he says that he made some improvements. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't get into those at all. He doesn't get into them at all, but I feel like he broadly hinted at one of those improvements at the end during uh, the <laughs> scene where uh, Vader is like, I'm your father. And Luke, instead of being like, no, let's keep fighting. I think he wanted them to talk it out because he was talking about like, oh, everything would have been so different if they had just talked it out. Ewoks suck. <laughs> right. Which is amazing because yeah. I can't. Can you imagine a world where Star Wars is changed in such a way? I mean, that could have had like big consequences, right? I mean, yeah. I know, I know it's a sh- I know we're watching Lost, but like it, it could have been, it could have went a very different way yeah. because I think Star Wars became this crazy phenomenon. Um, and then afterwards, Empire and then Return of the Jedi, all this stuff, right? Yeah. But, but then like, um, like if you were to tweak that and maybe it didn't hit. The way it would have supposed to, then like, like if you change the ending of the <laughs> second movie, <laughs> would it be the phenomenon it is today? I wonder. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> well, if they were fighting and instead of getting a hand cut off scene, right. you just got like uh, you know them sitting on those scaffolds, <laughs> just like ha- hashing some stuff out. How different <laughs> would that be for that audience? I think in the 70s, I think people were a little bit. They just wanted to see the the sword fighting. Yeah. And also, I think he gets his hand cut off before, you know, after, after the, no, no, it's before. The hand gets cut off, and then Vader says, I'm your father. <laughs> like, he gets his hand so, cut off anyways. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there's that distinction. I really hope I'm not wrong about this. <laughs> if if you are wrong about it, well, maybe we'll have uh, we'll have our fo- we'll have our people talk to you about it. The ones- yeah, tweet at us if yeah. you think I'm wrong and you know more about Star Wars than me. <laughs> Please, we'll, we'll have a, a throwdown of Star Wars um, <laughs> trivia as to what order things happen within like a 45 second span. Okay, so Sparkles, if you were rewriting Empire Strikes Back, what changes would you make? <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm inspired by Hurley now because he wanted them to talk it out. I feel like there's a David Mamet play in there somewhere. Like, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of like arguing over shit, like you know who gets the who gets the galaxy, and then they just like end up uh, working together. And yeah, I don't know. What's the, um, what's what's the runtime of Star Wars: uh, The Empire hmm. Strikes Back? I, I want to say like two twenty. Is that wrong? 220 is it's way too long. Um, oh, really? It seemed long when I was a kid for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. However mm-hmm. long it is. I want to like, say 107. 107? Just spend half it's of that. like 128, maybe. Just spend half of that like as a bottle episode. <laughs> but in movie style, <laughs> where it's just, just them hashing stuff out father-son style. He's like, well, this I is two hours. Oh, go ahead. I meant two hours and 20 minutes, just to clarify. Oh, okay. Yeah, 220 minutes is Not almost. 220 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <that's> four hours. <laughs> What's what's it's the one twenty four? I see. Uh, I'm coming up with two hours and seven minutes. No, I'll go with that because that's closer to what I said. We'll spend a good hour yeah. just daddy talking or Luke daddy talking. Yeah, I, w- I would put more Wampas in there. <laughs> I would put more Ewoks in there. <laughs> just I'd make the whole I can't thing. Remember, Ewoks. I can't remember if the hand. So you think the hand was cut off after or before he said he was his father? Yeah, yeah. I think his hand was All cut right. off. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> and he was he was clean. He's just like, oh, thing. you know, I know. Yeah, he's like, oh, by the way, fucker, just one one more thing I'm gonna tell you before I kick your ass off this thing. Wait, I'm thinking that that I'm thinking that Luke's reaction was warranted. I mean, right? Because like he went, he just went through this huge physical trauma. He lost a hand, and then he had emotional trauma by, by getting this big daddy reveal. So. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm remembering this line correctly, but I think he kicks him in the face and says, don't fuck Leia. 
thought he says this is Sparta and then kicks him off the thing. This is Sparta. Run for it, run for some reason. What was that, Ted? I missed it. Cloud City, bitch. Cloud, Cloud City, bitch. If you could remake Star Wars. Okay, wait. If I could remake Star Wars, it's just going to be all Wampas. Every character will be a Wampa. <laughs> Nobody will be able to fit in anything. <laughs> It'll be Wampas in space, like spinning around in the back of fighter jets or whatever the hell those things are. <laughs> just Wampa City. If I could remake Star Wars, everyone would be gay black people. <laughs> <laughs> so progressive. <laughs> that, is, that is very progressive. I just want to destroy everything that old white people love. <laughs> I know he's not kind of want to make it all Ewoks just to piss off early. All Ewoks? Like all, e- all Ewoks, everything. Mm. Yeah, even like the ships and stuff, they're just made out of Ewoks. Or like a lightsaber <laughs> yeah. that just has an Ewok shoot right out of No, No, here's, the, here's the thing, Johnny. I know where you grew up, so what kind of Ewoks are you talking about? Ah, that's true. I forgot about those girls, yeah. All the girls in my, all like the hot girls in my school were called Ewoks. What? Why? Why? Yeah. It's an acronym. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it stands for something, though. Do you remember what it is? I believe yeah. it was Erotic Women of Kailua. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes that makes sense. Erotic. Um, yeah. You have, to, you have to fit that E in there. Yeah. I just like the idea that there's that Chewbacca now is like three Ewoks like, stacked on each other wearing like, a French coat. <laughs> like, yeah. Nice. Like he's like, like Vincent furry, Adultman. Like a fur coat. Huh? <laughs> like yeah. he's like Vincent Adultman in a fur coat. <laughs> yeah. So heading back to the flashback with Miles, there's a there's a point where he kind of comes back. His mother is sick. She's dying of cancer. And uh, he goes back to speak with her. And basically he just wants to know about his father. Like why she hadn't ta- talked to him about his dad. Where is his dad? So like she says that the dad is dead. Is this the first time that she's explaining to her and a, her adult son what happened to his father? I guess he never asked. Like never. Like in all of his youth, but like he just went to go get a few face piercings. Yeah. He went. Well, that's eh. why he's got all those face piercings. <laughs> I think like she just told him that he left them. Yeah. But instead of just saying that he was dead, which would be easier, I think, for him to accept, because then he would just go, "Oh, he's he's dead. There's nothing I can do about that." Yeah. Instead of thinking that, oh, he's alive and out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, she says that he's dead, right? Right. Like, uh, but she does paint Miles' father in, like, the worst kind of light. Like, your dad never wanted us. He doesn't want us. He sent us away. Of course, that's not the, the feel or the emotion that we get on island. But that's that seems very strange. Like, for someone that's married to someone and you have a child with someone and you're on this island or whatever, it, it kind of seems strange doesn't it that she just thinks that this guy doesn't love her or sent her yeah. away for no reason other than like my utter disgust for this woman yeah. whom i'm married to well when we saw it in a previous episode when he tells her to get out of there like he says something mean but they're evacuating the island so right it's, it's also not like... also he says that he's mean so that she will go yeah because otherwise he said that she wouldn't have left that's right that's right i remember that and then he died so it's like she knew that everyone got evacuated off the island, and then at some point everyone died, including him. That. Yeah, and she says that fact plainly to Miles yeah. in this episode. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he's on the island and he died. So it's kind of like the scene in Pulp Fiction where he has uh, Zed's uh, motorcycle, and he's like, "Listen up, bitch, we need to get the fuck out of here, or they're going to come get us." It's like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm glad you got your your pancakes, but we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping we were going to talk about the scene with the watch in the ass. <laughs> hey, watch went through a lot of shit. Uh, uh. Yes, even up until like where she's sick and she's on her deathbed. And I guess at this point, they couldn't spend a lot of time on showing you that Miles is a derelict. So they had to explain it to him by skunk hair and a bunch of piercings, which yeah. is fine. I have no problem with that. It's just, it was such a funny workaround. They're like, how do we show that he's kind of a hell raising rebellious kid or whatever? And I uh, think the costume. I like punk Miles. Yeah, I like punk Miles. <laughs> I just wonder, like, when the costume people were putting all those clip on piercings on him, when, when they were like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> they went, like, how much is that? We got one on his chin. Oh, three on his three chin. Three on his chin, yeah. <laughs> Since there is a time travel element, I think it's cool that they got uh, David K. Jones as a child to play a little mile. <laughs> yeah, I had the same haircut, I think. 
Same haircut as a baby? Yeah, as a baby. Yeah, you just you had that that peanuts character like straight hairs like like Big Ben style. Yeah, I mean every baby has the same haircut. <laughs> Everybody's every baby just walks into the barber and says, "Just give me the Big Ben, please. <laughs> I'll take it." Miles is actually roped into uh, delivering a body. Yeah. by Horace Goodspeed. He gets accepted into the circle of trust. <laughs> Was like was meet the fuckers out at this time or meet the parents? Is that I want to say it was. Yeah, it seems kind of reminiscent of that. No, I don't know if the, if if this was their own thing, but it seemed like one of the writers in the Lost Room was just really into meet meet the parents for a while. Yeah, I think circle of trust is like a real term. Is that for real? I feel like it is. Oh, yes. AJ, no one's ever asked you to be in their circle of trust. No, have they? I, I, I will. I will <laughs> speak up immediately and and totally ruin the circle of trust. <laughs> Like, AJ, I've got a secret to tell you. Please don't tell anybody. I like, I won't for the duration of this conversation. <laughs> oh, so you're basically like Hurley then. He's just like, don't worry. I won't tell anyone I know. about, the, he about just, the body. He fucks up immediately. Like, he fucks up immediately. He fucks up immediately. And then he's like, I can keep a secret. <laughs> it's like, mm, bro, bro. Should have had a longer pause in between those two statements. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great. Pierre Chang threatens him with, um, shoveling or with weighing polar bear poop on the other polar bear turds he uses the word turds (laughs) which i love anytime a doctor uses the word turds he just that is the proper medical term yeah well he's not a medical doctor i don't think (laughs) he's a doctor of something (laughs) but probably nothing to do with the whole septic part of the body what is that is he a doctor of thugonomics thugonomics Probably. Yeah. He's probably got his uh, his master's and doctorate and bachelor's. He's got an MBA and his doctorate, right? In yeah, in thugonomics. thugonomics. You don't skip straight to getting a PhD in thugonomics. <laughs> Sparklers, enlighten us. But explain to us what one does with a degree in thugonomics. Uh, they become a professional wrestler named John Cena. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that an event? Oh, I, no, you know what? He was pro- I, I'm sorry. He was a professional. You know, I forgot. Is it, I think was he a professor or a doctor? Chad? He's a doctor of thugonomics. Yeah. I don't know if you need a PhD. Yeah. I, I would like to meet a professor of thugonomics. Oh, somebody yeah. that just is just giving you the philosophy of thugonomics in a classroom yeah. setting. Someone who couldn't make it in the real world as a thugonomist. <laughs> so he went to teaching. That's they say about those that can't do teach thugonomics teach. specifically. Yeah, That's I just great. want my doctor. I just want a doctor who wears uh, jean shorts when he operates on me. Like, it makes you feel comfortable, you know. I just want a doctor that wears a do rag. It's, not, it's well. not a big deal. He's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a point in the flashback where Miles kind of encounters Naomi. We meet her for the first time, I guess, in this yeah. episode. Naomi, what's her name? Durrit. Durrit. Yeah. So she comes and she's looking to recruit Miles after he completes an audition for her, but um, of what he can do. But she offers him one point six million dollars to come to the uh, to the island, right? Yeah. What is what is what's so special about that specific amount of money? Oh, sixteen is one of the numbers. And oh, sixteen times one hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so one point six million dollars. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I I just I thought that was just a very strange not square amount yeah. of money. There's a lot of times that numbers show up in the show that are like, oh, this is a weird number. And it's just because it's one of the numbers. I see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we we upped the ante this week. Chad fell asleep on the mic. <laughs> Chad just fall asleep right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh... <laughs> I've been fighting it the entire episode because... They put me on the couch where it's super comfortable. Oh, yeah, I got a new couch. <laughs> it's a beautiful Chad, couch. I haven't seen Chad do that since WrestleMania a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, God, I was so high. <laughs> no, I'm, like, not even high right now. Just tired. You've just, yeah. you've just come from a pretty standard day of... Running around the jungle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Expending all kinds of energy. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, telling people I ran around the jungle when really what I was doing was smuggling a small child <laughs> to an Iranian uh, former uh, torture officer. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Which is interesting because 
we've because the way we're watching this, we've heard so much about what Saeed has done and what he is doing, but we haven't seen him or this kid at all up until this point in the season, right? Yeah, I think maybe Saeed's just been like racially profiled, <laughs> and they keep talking about all this terrible stuff he's done, and he actually hasn't done any of it. He was just like a nice, a nice man who like worked in a garden somewhere. Yeah. He's like, like, guys, I'm from Fullerton. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, man, I just came from working on, you know, 8th and Loenga. I don't even think that's a real street. I just made that up. Oh, you were were interrogating Iraqis and shooting (laughs) children? Well, not on 8th and Loenga. Guys, I'm a regular person. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I have a white picket fence house on Loenga Boulevard. (laughs) Like, guys, come on. Look, I'm just a straight-up dude. Like, no, I'm pretty sure you work for the Iranian guard. So I, I think, I think uh, Saeed is innocent. We get another bit that I thought was kind of fun where Hurley says, oh, you know that guy from the video? He was calling himself Marvin Candle yeah. before. So we know that Pierre Chang has an alias, which I guess does make him like a doctor of thugonomics. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing, right? You just have multiple aliases. Like, I don't a- know what the tenets of thugonomics are. Hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> <laughs> Stand straight. Never give up. That's great. That's amazing. So being in movies with fake names doesn't sound like it's one of those. <laughs> it, oh, that could be hustle. Okay. It's him getting his hustle on. Marvin Candle, a.k.a. Pierre Chang, a.k.a. Do you know what the real name of that actor is? The actor? Yeah. Ooh. It's Francois Chow. Oh, that's really? why they gave him. Yeah. So his, He's uh, Vietnamese, on. Yeah. Is, it, is that why they called him uh, uh, Pierre Chang? Yeah. They call him Pierre Chang. And then on, on the show, they call him Pierre Chang. His name in real life is Franz, Francois <laughs> Chow. Yeah. Yeah. That is very Vietnamese, right? Yeah. Because there's probably a lot of French names in, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, my that's, guess. that's why they make uh, French bread. Yeah. Right. That's why Bali's exist. Like Fran- Fra- French bread. <laughs> French dressing. It's my favorite kind that, of dressing. That That's how uh, thugonomicists pronounce French. <laughs> French. French. Like, hey, Mother Francis. That's how you can tell uh, who is actually a thugonomicist, because you can't actually see them. <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about Roger Workman for a minute. Yeah, and his wig. That's... Yeah. Is that a wig? That's a wig. It's got to be a wig. It can't not be regular 70s hair. I hope that's not his real hair, because <laughs> if so, oof. Yeah. God damn it, Roger Workman. Like, seriously, is there not a more impotent father... That you could come across in a show like this or any show. Like, his son is missing. He finds out his son is missing, kind of explodes, and then gets drunk and goes back to work. Yeah. yeah Im- imagine if uh, when Vader, instead of, uh, instead of, like, going across the galaxy, killing the last of the Jedi, just went, no, <laughs> and then just got drunk. <laughs> got drunk and went to go and clean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Roger Workman, I think we're starting to see that he's kind of a, a flawed person, which is fine for the show but his flaws seem a little bit i wouldn't say irredeemable but it's neandering towards that because like if your son is missing hey maybe go and find your son like uh, he's not willing to brave the others or he's not willing to break i guess he's just not a soldier maybe maybe i'm being a little hard on him yeah i mean he's he's been through a lot his his kid got shot then disappeared disappeared so he got he got disappeared from the medical lab yeah so he got drunk office yeah, Something. and the way Juliet handled that situation was not good. Terrible, right? What did she say to him? Oh I, my I, god, I'm so sorry. He, she, he goes, where's my son? And she's like, he's not here. I just walked out for 10 minutes and he, he's gone. I'm sorry. Uh, calm down. <laughs> was he going to accept that? Like he just goes, all right. <laughs> you know what? Everybody has bad days. Mazel yeah. tov or something. And then walks <laughs> off. Mazel tov. Why is he congratulating her? I don't know. Feeling very Yiddish and Jewish today. Yeah, it's because you had your, your uh, bris. I did. Yeah, I think we talked about that on Dirty Work Minute. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a still healing, so half yeah. man used to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the, uh, the foreskin in a sack around my neck, and I'm just gonna walk around with it. And when people ask me about it, I'm gonna tell them that I'm carrying my foreskin in a sack around my neck. Just <laughs> so be very honest about it. <laughs> There's no reason to lie. Yeah. Like, why do you do it? Because it makes me feel something. It makes me feel good inside. To know that I'm a man now and I wear that proof of, oh, well, actually, you know, I, I wear my proof of my commitment to Yahweh or whatever. <laughs> what, what, who did Jews worship? <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I don't know, Jackie Chan? Jews work, yeah. worship yeah, Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's right? right. 
That seems in keeping with other things. If, if worshipping Jackie Chan makes you a Jew, then <laughs> cut off my foreskin. I know <laughs> what religion is for me. Uh, that's great. The clown of the martial arts world is my god. <laughs> and a strong god is he. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine God like swinging around on a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rumble in these Bronx. <laughs> What? That doesn't even scan. Yeah, what does that even mean? I, I what are the Bronx? <laughs> Probably the foreskin wearing that I'm wearing around my neck. In, that, uh, that's what you call them? Each, yeah. of, each individual one is a Bronx? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the rumble in my Bronx. Like with an S, though. <laughs> I, I know we're still going off into the within this whole... Well, we can still talk about the flesh back. Um, I know we're kind of bouncing around here and there, but... Miles gets his fish taco knocked out of his hand, and then like gets picked up by uh, by Jacob's man, the guy that we the people that we know as Jacob. Yeah, Jacob's Bram. Man. Bram, you know that standard name that is so common. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't know a Bram? Bram? You guys didn't go to like, school with they, a Bram? They yeah. constantly talk about him in Inception. Everything is like <laughs> Bram this, Bram that. Especially when that van is going over the <laughs> over that uh. Embankment into the ocean or whatever, <laughs> to a body of water. But yeah. Oh, bram. <laughs> that guy comes in, and this is this is kind of fucking weird and kind of silly to me. This guy is convincing him not to work for Charles Widmore. Miles says that, yeah, I won't if you pay me double, 32 mil, or 3.2 mil. And um, he says, we're not giving you any money. Ask him what lies in the shadow of the statue. And he says, okay, if you knew the answer, then this would help. Or we would, you know, you'd, you'd find out why you have this gift. You'd find out all these reasons why you are the way you are. And we've seen all the episodes up until this point, and that doesn't happen. There's mm-hmm. no explanation no. from Bram, Bram's people, <laughs> from the guy that Bram serves, which is, which is Jacob. Yeah, like, nobody's telling Miles anything about his gift. Well, I mean, Miles doesn't even know much about Jacob, I think, throughout the sixth season. He's just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't. I, it, it seems like they were setting up some goalposts and then just went like, "Eh, turn those goalposts into like a Shoney's or something." <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird restaurant to go with. It's the first one that popped up. <laughs> I know, that was like the shortest, most nonviolent kidnapping I've ever seen. They like threw him in the van for forty-five seconds and then just let him out. Like <laughs> he said, "Toss him." I'm surprised and then- he didn't. Yeah, he just gently let him out of there. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't give like here's mo- here's money for the taco. Sorry about that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they still owe him a fish taco. They still owe him a fish taco, and he's never going to collect on that. They are all dead. <laughs> well, spoilers, guys. I didn't watch the whole series yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to know what happens in the finale, start by listening to episode one of What's Up with yeah. That World, the podcast. <laughs> this podcast, but not this episode. My favorite character of tonight: the dude with Kenny G hair. The one that was like hammering the numbers into the hatch. Oh, yeah. Was that a wig? <laughs> well, his name was Glenn. Yeah, that's got to be a wig. It's got to be. Like, I don't I don't want to live in a world where that guy's hair is naturally like that in 2009. <laughs> he has natural goddamn Kenny G hair. Just a nice, soft set of wet curls underneath that helmet. Wouldn't it be great if Kenny G was wearing a wig all these years? <laughs> reveals it now. Like, that wig, underneath the wig that he's wearing, between the wig and his head, there's some kind of mind control device that works in sync with that saxophone. <laughs> I think he probably has been losing his hair for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, but had to put a wig on yeah. over it, because it's like, I'm, I'm Kenny G, this is my hair. <laughs> this is, you get a few things and you get Kenny G. You get the smooth, dust sounds of a of a wonderful, what, uh, uh, saxophone. You get an excellent saxophonist, mm-hmm. and you get that hair. Yeah. A lot of times it's the uh, soprano saxophone that he plays. Oh, okay. I heard he has like some kind of record, right? He has like some kind of um uh He held a note uh he held a note one time for like twelve hours or something. Really Holy serious. shit. That's like David Blaine stuff. Yeah. It was just like one note. But it was like so they like I've they had, had like, like two notes in my pocket for like four days. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever gave me a record. Yeah, they had like a press conference for it and all of them. It didn't even sound like it. It was just like one like sound yeah, for hours. I guess it would it be just like. <laughs> they said that he's mastered that ability to breathe in through his nose and then blow out the note, right? Like that's why he was able to sustain yeah, it's like it for circular so long. breathing. Yeah. Or Is it like inward singing? How what does inward, inward singing? 
Yeah. It's like uh, uh, that tenacious D sketch, inward singing. Where like you can rock, you can rock twice as uh, twice as long as most other rock stars because you're singing. You never stop singing. <laughs> okay, did I say? Uh, sorry, did I say twelve hours? I what I meant by twelve hours was forty five minutes and forty seven seconds. Oh, you just oh. looked it up to sustain yeah. that note. That's crazy. That was close. Yeah, that was pretty close. That was close. Yeah. They were both. It was numbers. in uh, E flat, by the way, for any note nerds out there. You held an E flat yeah, for 45 minutes. It's the hardest minutes. note to hold. <laughs> Very flat. Wouldn't it be harder to hold if it was sharp? <laughs> <laughs> I just like wake up and tell you guys puns. <laughs> that's what's happening this episode. I think. Yeah, that's that's. You're you're gonna be like our you're gonna be like the uh, the drunk dad on the on the podcast. <laughs> Every so often you just go like, guys, I got it. You ready? Here we go. Let's slow ball it. Sharp note. <laughs> Hurts your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard to hold because it's sharp. <laughs> Cut you. One time I, I held a note for uh, like thirty minutes. Well, it was only minor. Sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> What's a minor? <laughs> was I was I was I the only one this episode that was kind of afraid for Kate getting beamed with a with a beer can? I almost I felt like that should have been the next progression. <laughs> oh god, that would have been so great when she's like walking away. Yeah. Her, yeah, she's just so casual. Like he offers her a beer. Like and that's another thing about Roger Workman. He seems a little bipolar. Like he offered her a beer and then not more than a minute into the conversation. Like, like it he, wouldn't have needed to be a full beer can. He could have threw an empty at her. No. It just would have been such a great visual. <laughs> David. I would love David, to have seen an are, empty. Are you able to like get that scene where she's walking away and animating? a beer can into that? I can try. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Just have it like bounce off the back of her head <laughs> and then just like float off camera or something. I don't know. That's, that's, I'll see what I can do. Uh, it's so, that's so terrible. My fear, like I, I was literally, I had some nervousness when she was walking away because he goes like, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, say that I'm just trying to help you or whatever. And then he just goes, you know, he has that intense look that, that yeah. drunken, I'm going to throw a beer at your face <laughs> look. And then the scene ends. I think we're giving Roger Workman a lot of shit. This is like the worst day of his life. <laughs> his kid got shot and disappeared from the medical office. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this re- everybody's lying to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. But this does reveal Roger Workman's character yeah. as a human being. Like, yeah. He's not a heroic he's, guy. Yeah. He's no Jack Bauer. Yeah. He's no Jack Shepard. God damn it! Like Jack would have. <laughs> Drop Jack is a Jack is a janitor on this island right now. Yeah. He would have dropped that janitor mop stick so quick to go and find his son, <laughs> his real son. That exists. that's what I totally <laughs> thought he was gonna do when he's just like, I'm not gonna stand for this. Yeah, and then he like storms out of the medical office. I'm just like, oh shit, they're gonna have to rescue him from running into the jungle. Yeah. No, they're not. He's sitting on the swings, drunk. <laughs> like what am i gonna do for this rest of the day and i'm like do what most alcoholics do just get more drunk and cry yourself to sleep don't go back to work you fucking yeah also don't go back to work drunk yeah he went back (laughs) to work drunk out of his mind he causes more trouble than he fixes in that drunken state he kicks that mock bucket over yeah and knocks a uh, chair off of a table <laughs> and then he like starts to spray the table and then <laughs> he decides nope you know what i'm gonna do instead of clearing i'm gonna tell jack my suspicions <laughs> right so jack intimidates him in this scene a little bit and even then he sh- kind of shies off all right i'm i'm totally yeah. in the tank for hashtag fuck roger workman at this he point he opened up the jack with this thing like, he thought they were like friends he's like hey man this Kate, something's up with this Kate lady. I something is definitely we're friends, up with her, bro. And That's then, true. And, and then, then Jack gets in his face and like <laughs> scares him. What are you gonna be such a dick for? Yeah. Oh man, Roger doesn't. You're right. Roger doesn't have anybody in his corner. <laughs> but then he's not in his own corner. That's he's true. not helping himself or his son. <laughs> the workman stands alone. Okay. Here's one thing. Your wife leaves you. Yeah, you go to work, or you know, you spend some time away, or whatever. You go to work. You go to man. work, and then you take your mind off it. Like your, your, some, like your dog dies. You go to work to take your mind off it. If your son is shot and then is kidnapped, you don't just go to work. You just don't. You can't. Like how to? How are you doing this? You have responsibilities to another life in this world. Go and find your son. Oh, I don't know, but workman. <laughs> it's not. It's not Roger. Go save everybody, man. <laughs> is his last name Workman? 
<laughs> that I don't know. The, whatever. That's what it says on his shirt. Wouldn't that be Ben Ben Workman? It wouldn't be Ben Linus. No. I'm just confused that you guys keep calling the other guy Jack. Like I'm new to the show, but I'm pretty pretty sure his name is Charlie Salinger. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. I don't. Uh, party <laughs> party of five. five. Ah. That's great. He's talking about that guy that's kind of a fox. <laughs> a Matthew oh, fox. Fucking, uh, uh, AJ caught it. How about fucking Hank from uh, oh, yeah. Bad showing up in there? I know. I was so happy to see him on screen. Like He had like it's what? Not, he had two scenes this episode. Yeah, very small, very disappointing part. But now I'm, now I'm starting to think maybe they got a psychic to find out who Heisenberg was. <laughs> that's how the whole thing went down. Uh, he lost his son. His wife is a klepto. Spoilers for Breaking Bad, guys. Yeah. I've only seen the finale and parts of season three. <laughs> well, that's a new podcast. <laughs> I want a podcast where we just watch parts of season three and the finale of Breaking Bad, and that's the entire yeah. podcast. Is, is there a way that we could just like watch random scenes? Not random episodes, but random <laughs> scenes from episodes. I think every yeah. once in a while we should put a Malcolm in the middle in there for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be so great. Oh, God, that would be so awesome. Just watch me slowly go insane and call the show Breaking Chat. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be something, because that's that, too good of a name to let pass. Oh, that, that has if, to be something. If you if you think that you're going to steal this Broken Chat idea, I want you to delete, delete, <laughs> delete. <laughs> it's already been it's put out there into the universe. Oh, my God. We should do one where we just do finales of shows. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. that would be called, but it's just every single show that we haven't seen, we just watch only the finale. Yeah, we watch the prim- the first episode and then the finale <laughs> and just guess what happens in the middle. I want to I do that for like a 10-year run show, yeah. a show that has 10 years of history. Let's do it with MASH. <laughs> the big finish. <laughs> Did anything else stick out the to you during... Line. <laughs> Did anything else stick out to you during this episode, Sparkles? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I was really glad that Hurley was on the episode because he's the only character I know the name of. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I know who that guy is. And then, uh, but I was really, immediately was pissed off with him for calling it garlic mayonnaise and not aioli. <laughs> like, this is 1977. Like, Everyone like, just you fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, but isn't he? Yeah, but that's what I was unclear about. Isn't he from the future? Yeah. Or is he just not want to scare? He doesn't want to scare the old people in the 70s though by calling it aioli. But he's also he's kind of dumb. No, that'd be great. What bother me about Hurley is he's like the wacky fat guy, and I'm just like, oh, you fucking hack. But then again, I would feel <laughs> you were supposed to be holding it down for the brothers, <laughs> the fat brothers. Right. By fat brothers, I don't mean fat black people. I just mean brothers who are fat. All fat people are black people to us. So I think is what fat <laughs> saying. Mm. Any anybody can be black if you believe it hard enough, right? Anybody it's a state can be of fat mind. If you, yeah, yeah. So black is a yeah. state of mind. Fat is a state of mind. Being black and fat is a double state of mind. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, once, once you go fat, you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> once you go fat, fat and also black, you might want to go back. <laughs> yeah, just uh, pick one. You, you might be a, you might be a redneck. I don't know. That one. <laughs> I also noticed those. Um, I don't know what are the the cost are they like security guy like the security outfits they're wearing they kind of look like they're all in a metal band together like <laughs> and those jumpsuits I've never, yeah. yeah and i've never seen slipknot without their masks on so it could have <laughs> just been the band slipknot uh, the hurley has uh he has the kitchen's dharma tag on on his shirt somebody i know we've discussed this a little bit but somebody had to sit around and come up with individual tags for every job Using the Dharma logo, yeah. there's a Dharma, there's a Dharma kitchen logo on this show, specifically for people that are in the kitchen. Yeah. There's a kitchen guy, there's the janitor <laughs> staff, and there's all these people that that have very specific Dharma logos on their on their jumpsuits. Yeah, and what's yeah. weird is that like Radzinski and all the other guys in the black ones, the, the black jumpsuits, they have the Swan insignia, and they're working on the Swan site. Which is supposed to be like super top secret. <laughs> Except that it's on their shirt. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if someone had to design a Dharma logo for each of your guys' Ooh. jobs, what would yours look like? Mine would just, it would be a Dharma logo of a really old person with their two hands up in the air asking, <laughs> how does this work? <laughs> it wouldn't just be like a television set or something? No, it's going to be an old person with their hands up. It could be anything. I could totally be like a plumber or something. <laughs> 
but you know, like it's a very elderly person with their hands in the sky and a remote in one hand, and then that'd just be my Dharma logo. <laughs> David, I think mine would probably be like a probably just like a computer, like a screen, so it'd just be like a box, you know, like the, the shape of a computer screen <laughs> with the Windows logo inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> You have every copyright, copyrighted logo yeah. within your Dharma thing. There'd be like a Yahoo and a Google. <laughs> a Nike swoosh. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? And, and it would have Mickey Mouse ears. Taco Bell song. Yeah, maybe like a, I feel like mine would just be like a disheveled Neanderthal that uh, <laughs> has like discovered cameras, but is like too disheveled to care. And just like, <laughs> he's just like waving the camera away like, like, leave me alone. I just want to die in peace. <laughs> That'll be your Dharma logo. Chad? Yeah. Uh, mine would probably be a couple of feet or a couple of shoes. <laughs> like, just like walking or running. Nice. I'm guessing, is everybody aware of what everybody else's job? Like, because there's got to be a million jobs for these Dharma yeah. folk. And, like, they all know what all these symbols mean. Like, you don't ever come across the kitchen symbol and you're like, what the fuck is that? What does that guy do? Yeah, I think there's like an orientation booklet that everyone gets when they get there. It's got all the symbols. I'm sure that there are people that don't read the instructions. And yeah, they're just right. like, what does your symbol mean? Right, right. Yeah, it's something they talk about when they have like mixers and stuff. <laughs> Who designed the kitchen logo? <laughs> there's the Dharma design guy that's there at the mixer. Like I did. Do you have a problem with my kitchen logo? <laughs> I'll fight you. Oh, that's why your logo had a pen in it <laughs> that's why your logo had a quill just a regular <laughs> like a regular quill and a ink whatever that little ink holder inkwell there you go i don't know so is there somewhere somewhere there might be a jumpsuit with the polar bear taking a shit on it <laughs> yeah that's the guy that's the guy that's weighing and measure like he, the, yeah it's <laughs> shitting on a scale it's a scale with two turds on each end yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be the greatest i would love to do that job let me weigh that turd i'll weigh that turd all day <laughs> that's a job though that's a job on that island all like right. somebody's weighing turds david yeah t-shirt idea <laughs> <laughs> Get that Dharma logo. Dharma logo, a in, scale. Yeah, yeah, with the scale in it with two poop emojis. <laughs> two polar bear poops. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll say, I, I'd weigh that turd all day. <laughs> I would. Like, he says, he says something like, they all, like, they're doing their weird experiments over there. Where one of the experiments probably is exactly what he said, weighing polar bear turds. <laughs> Is that the most effective, most scientific approach to that? Uh, whatever it is that they're doing? However you're testing something, you're weighing the turds of... Well, it's probably if you're feeding them something and you want to see how much it weighs when it comes out. <laughs> how much nutrition they're able to draw from certain things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's like, fair. Is this more uh, nutrient-rich than this? Because like, your poop is the stuff that your body didn't get the nutrition out of, right? Right. Right. I think that's how that works. Yeah. I don't know how poop works, guys. <laughs> if you know how poop works, tweet at Chad specifically. <laughs> no, you should you should totally tweet to the whole show at what bro pod. Nope, just Chad, guys. <laughs> Send it straight to Chad. If you tweet any poop facts to at what bro pod, I will tweet you back. Uh, dicks. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get some dicks. Yeah. Tweet us. at what bro pod about pictures poop of facts. poop or poop facts. There you go. Yeah, use Please. hashtag poop facts. Hashtag yeah. poop facts. And then also, I don't know. Tell I'll... David, show me the poop facts. <laughs> and we'll show you our dicks. <laughs> I, Maybe not I our, didn't dicks say our dicks. Well, you it, might say our dicks. It'll be pictures of our dicks. I'll tell you what, you'll get, you'll get a bunch. I have all these pictures of our dicks. I gotta get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we couldn't unload them at that yard sale. Yeah. Our clearing dick house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's like you know how Walmart, like they're constantly dropping prices. We're constantly dropping dicks. We're, we're constantly dropping dicks. I I'll tell you what. Hey, we're falling dicks. The dick economy in this group of guys. The dick economy. The dick economy is is, <laughs> is that a point where we're able to give just give away dick pics? We can't even give them away. There's so many of them. Oh man, you you know what's in a big problem right now? The Nasdaq. Yeah. Nasdaq stock exchange. Don't let our Nasdaq crash, you guys. Help us keep our Nasdaq up, strong, <laughs> and growing. You know, they say, you know what they say? The penis mightier than the turd. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a shirt. Like there's a in one one part of the scale, there's a dick. 
pick. <laughs> okay, so Easter egg corner real quick, because we talked about Easter eggs. Um, and we talked about pretty much all the Easter eggs. We saw we saw some uh, Dharma beer. Mm-hmm. We saw the numbers getting stamped into the hatch. Mm-hmm. And then on the chalkboard in the classroom, there was a bunch of Egyptian history facts. Yeah, I saw that. Because there's nothing you need to know about more. There's nothing that you need to learn about more when you're on a deserted island with a bunch of weird hippie types than ancient Egyptian facts. How, yeah. how big is the island anyway? Not very. Like that they have like a whole work camp and everything. No one's decided, hey, let's go and check out that broken ass statue. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they talk about the hostile territory, like the territory that the hostiles have. Oh, okay. And like it's the others, right? So it's like... Mm-hmm. There are certain parts of the island they can't go to where they'll get smoke monstered, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. They have those pylons right yeah. where those cameras are where we see Sawyer and um, Kate. And yeah, as everyone knows, pylons are great for keeping out smoke monsters. It's true. What do you think the pylons do, Chad? Uh, I think that they do something with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Electromagnetism? Maybe. I, I don't think it's electromagnetism because the show seems to have pretty poor fucking understanding <laughs> of how electromagnetism works. I think like, what we're... These motherfuckers, the writers, I feel like ICP wrote this goddamn <laughs> show. <laughs> electromagnetism, how does it work? It's a fucking miracle. I think... I those trust scientists. Those pylons just kick out like a bunch of dick pics, right? It keeps the smoke monster away. Yeah, he just collects them and goes back into the jungle yeah. to do whatever it is he does with those dick pics. Just, yeah, like, well... Yeah, he, he's definitely jerking off to those <laughs> those dick pics. Like smoke jerking monster. off that smoke dick. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the smoke monster's cum looks like? Uh, it's even white, <laughs> white smoke. <laughs> it's white smoke. It's like it's like that. Um, it's it's like those old candy cigarettes when you used to blow, and like, <laughs> that white smoke would come out. That's the color of the smoke monster's cum. <laughs> you guys know if the songs that they play like while driving the van have anything to do with anything? Because they put, they have some interesting songs. They have like. It never rains in Southern California, and they're playing like Captain and Camille. That was just right. Yeah. It, it probably anything. it probably had a lot of message board traction back when it first aired, but then yeah. I think ultimately we find out the songs don't mean nothing. But that was part of the fun of the theorizing. But Captain and Tennille, and what was the first one you said? Actually, uh, Albert Hammond. Uh, it never rains in Southern California. Based on the theme of the show, it was like it was like daddy issue show today. So it was all dad stuff, right? Father sons. But yeah, the, there's that really popular Captain and Tennille song. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was "Love Will Keep Us Together" or something. Yeah, like that, that yeah. was the song. Oh, okay. oh which is kind of kind of goes along with the fam- well, I mean, with the family theme, I guess. It's sure. supposed to be a love song, but but yeah, it kind of works for the uh, father-son dynamic, I guess. Sure, sure. Because yeah. at this point, yeah, Miles is still refusing to accept what's in front of him. He he's kind of still going according to this to this. Uh, this old psychology that I that my father is dead, which is technically true according to the timeline that he's living out. But you know, Hurley kind of corrects him and says, "Yeah, your dad's right here." So he's kind of stuck as. And I think this is a theme that we see a lot in season five, season six, not so much, but season five is a lot of whatever happened happened, or you know, causality and the logic of causality. Is there anything that can be done or whatever? So. You kind of see a lot of the characters struggling with it in this time. We see we see Miles in this whole scenario, trying mm-hmm. to decide a, as to whether he's going to have a relationship with his dad or not. And then you know he knows he sees some different stuff on the island uh, that kind of directly conflicts with what he heard from his mother. I really like the scene at the end where he's watching his dad play with him, and then he, he's going through all those emotions and he's starting to cry. And then dad comes out of the house. And he's like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" I, don't, I can't let him <laughs> see me watching his family. That'd be really fucking creepy. And then he goes, and Miles, he I need you. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's That's just like, what? Deep. Really? Yeah. That was, that was fun. Yeah. My heartstrings were pulled. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that. That was fun. Yeah, it's a very touching moment. Yeah, it was a very touching moment. I was, I was down yeah. for that. So yes, I'll, I need you to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I need to personally go pick people up from the submarine <laughs> right. in the middle of the night. So yeah. We, Take them to their quarters, I guess. So, uh, Albert Hammond, who made It Never Rains in Southern California, he also wrote a song entitled, I Don't Want to Die in an Air Disaster. Is that true? Yeah. What? According to Lostopedia. Interesting. Okay. And, and his son his son was in The Strokes, uh, guitarist for The Strokes, so I think that every dead person on the show died of a stroke. That's my theory. Yeah, I think that's... That, that'll probably hold up. Yeah. 
theory corner. That's what that that guy who got his uh, filling shoved through his brain. He also had, like, had a stroke. stroke. Yeah, he had a stroke yeah. first, and then he is, and then afterwards yeah. that that filling got sucked. The stroke right softened up the brain for the filling. <laughs> 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 okay, Chad. So next week, what do you think is going to happen? Next week is going to be uh, the one where Kate and Sawyer. It's a friends take, episode. Take uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna take they're gonna take little Ben Linus mm-hmm. and then give him to Saeed. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. probably next episode. Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, so we got anything else for this episode? Ah, I think I'm I'm good. I'm out of notes. Time for plugs. So Sparkles, uh, if anybody wanted to come and find you or find you on the uh, on the interwebs on social media, how would they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At, it's at a day in the laugh, and nice. uh, I'm on Instagram, but it's a very long name, so I won't bother you with that. But yeah, <laughs> we'll put so it in follow the show me notes. on Twitter. Wait, I thought your Instagram would just sparkles described hilarity. Yeah, it's a long name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, has a, it has a lot of letters on it. Yeah, sweet. Chad, where can we find you? Uh, you can find links to all of my social media presences and all uh, the shows that I run on my website, which is negative one dot net. That's negative one, all spelled out. Net. Perfect. And uh, you can find me at anyevis 3 on Twitter. Come in, come and hit me up. Come and have a nice little chitty chatty. <laughs> chitty chitty chatty. chatty with daddy. <laughs> Send him your jack. <laughs> come chitty chatty with daddy. You might. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and get on Twitter and hit me up at DKJ Comedy. Or you can uh, tweet to the show whenever you feel like it at uh, What Bro Pod. What Bro Pod? Can, if you send us any poop facts, we will send you a picture of a dick. <laughs> if you're over 18. If you're not, uh, we'll probably not do that. We'll if, probably send you pictures of Richard Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just hot dogs. Or, Beautiful, wonderful hot or dogs. Or Dick Tracy. Or Dick Tracy. Yeah, or Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I think we should just send them. Uh, pictures of dad dicks since it's a dad episode, you know. Yeah. Dad dick. Oh yeah, we'll send you somebody. We'll dad send dick. you. We'll send you a picture of your dad's dick. <laughs> we'll send you a picture yeah. of your dad's dick specifically. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and if your dad has been dead on an island for a while, ooh, that ain't gonna be a pretty dick. Yeah, it's gonna be all shriveled up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and bugs crawling on it. Don't fuck with us. We got masters in thugonomics. We haven't quite <laughs> finished all of grad school yet. Not yet, but damn, if we're not gonna dig up a dad dick and take a picture of it and send yeah. it to you. If damn, your dad's damn, cremated, dick. if your dad's cremated, don't worry about it. We'll hop in some kind of time machine. Time machine. Find your dad in the shower before he died. Bring you that dick to it. Dick pic. That's right. AJ will not only handle your polar bear turds, he'll handle your dad's dick. <laughs> I'll handle it all. I'll handle I'll handle polar bear turds, daddy dick pics. I do everything. <laughs> if you need coffee, I I'm, I'm, I got that too. I can just deliver you coffee. And if the Twitter handle at daddy dick pics isn't taken, <laughs> somebody do that. Somebody get on it, please, internet. <laughs> okay, if, if someone takes that. You do realize that the next evolution is going to be Big Daddy Dick Pics. <laughs> oh, wait, I have another one. If somebody wants to take this one, please feel free. It's called Koi Dust. Just say that ten times fast. It's the funniest, dirty word to use as your username. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, everybody. That's another episode in the can. You know to a dude. Get lost. <laughs>